Welcome into the first episode of the Rebound Rundown. Today is Monday, November 14th, 2022, and I'm your host, Paul Fritchner. I want to start by saying thank you to everybody who reached out over the weekend on social media, over text, who shared this show. The subscription numbers are great already. I'm so excited to get this off the ground and work on this project throughout the college basketball season. If you enjoy it, Leave a rating, and then in the review, tell me what you like, what you want to hear more of. Share this show around to your friends, your family, people in the Cincinnati area. I really appreciate it. I won't have a guest on this first show. I will have guests later on this week. I just want to get everyone caught up on the first week of the season with a basic overview of where we're at in the local area hoops market. And really, there's no better week to start the show because it's a huge one in the Cincinnati area. On Tuesday, Kentucky plays in the Champions Classic in Indianapolis against Michigan State. And in recruiting on Tuesday, the number one recruit in the class of 2023, Isaiah Collier, he'll decide between Cincinnati, Michigan, USC, and UCLA for where he wants to go to school next year. Then on Wednesday, UC will go across the river to play at NKU in the return game for allowing UC to use NKU's arena while Fifth Third was getting renovated. On Friday, 13th-ranked Indiana will travel to the Cintas Center for their Gavit Games matchup against Xavier. The Hoosiers, they were picked to win the Big Ten this year. Uh, They're led by Trace Jackson Davis, who's definitely at the top of everybody's how-is-he-still-in-college power rankings, but... He's been nursing a a severely sprained thumb. The Hoosiers played last Thursday, and they don't play again until Friday. That gives him eight days to get some rest before they take on the Musketeers. I will be at Cintas on Tuesday for Xavier's game against Fairfield. Then on Wednesday, I'll be down at BB&T for UC and NKU. I'll be back up at Cintas on Friday for the Indiana game. If you see me around, say hey. Love to talk to all of you. Talk to you about some hoops. We'll be around the city This week. Let's get started. And again, the schedule for this show, I will be coming to you every Monday through Friday throughout this season. This show will be a 10 to 15 minute short show, a daily digest show to get you caught up on the local area of hoops with some national flavor mixed in. And you'll see that as the show goes on. We'll get started with Xavier. Xavier and Cincinnati, they had similar starts to the season and that they both look much better on the offensive end uh, than they did on the defensive end of the floor. Xavier scored 96 points in their season opener against Morgan State and then 86 in a 22-point win over Montana on Friday. There's some notable differences already in this Xavier team, one of which is shot selection and the other one is decision-making. They kind of go hand-in-hand. UTEP transfer Sule Boom, he made four threes in the season opener and he only made one on Friday, but... That allowed Kiki Tandy to step up and make four of his own. It's great to see Tandy get some significant minutes and start the first two games. Sean Miller praised him for being one of the best players in practice over the start of the year. We'll see what Tandy's role is once Adam Kunkel is back to full health. But it's an encouraging start for someone who's barely seen the floor of the last two years, was so good as a freshman, and now gets some run in here as an upperclassman. You also have... Zach Fremantle and Jerome Hunter, neither of whom have attempted a three this year. And that goes back to what I was saying about decision-making. Jerome Hunter, 
did not have a great game on Friday night, had a much better game in the season opener. But between him and Fremantle, not settling for bad shots, late in the shot clock, getting the ball where it needs to be to have the best chance to score. That's what I've been most impressed with with Xavier early on. Uh, Xavier left a lot, and I mean a lot, to be desired on the defensive end. But offensively, things were clicking, and that's been the most exciting thing to watch from the Musketeers early on. Let's talk Cincinnati. The Bearcats opened their season with a 98-55 to win over Chaminade, which is part of the Maui Invitational. Chaminade doesn't play in the main Maui field every year anymore. So Chaminade travels to Cincinnati, and the bus, the Bearcats win again 98-55 to in their season opener. Survived a scare from Cleveland State, 69-58 to in their second game of the year, and then won 87-69 to over Eastern Kentucky yesterday. EKU, they had cut the deficit down to six with about five minutes left to play before UC went on a run to put it away. And I was looking at a couple of things about UC coming into the season. The first and maybe the most important was the play of the Memphis transfer, Landers Nolly. And to be honest, he's lived up to the expectations. He scored the ball efficiently inside the arc. I know he's just one for nine from three, but if he can start to hit from three, the way he's scoring inside the arc, the way he's making decisions, again, Nolly has been impressive to start the year. The second was the post play, and especially what Victor Locken would bring to the table. He had a monster game against Cleveland State, had 14 points on six of seven from the floor. I know there's not a lot of depth behind Lopkin or Locken right now, but Locken looked great in that second game of the year against Cleveland State. And the best player for UC overall this year, without a doubt, it's been David DeJulius. He poured in 24 in the season opener, had 18 against Cleveland State, that had 22 more against Eastern Kentucky. He's made at least two threes in each of the first two games. And he's been a lot of fun to watch alongside Landers Nolly. Then you have Jarrett Hensley, too, had a nice game on Sunday against DKU, had 11 of his own. UC... Again, like I said, just like Xavier, some question marks defensively, but with Landers, Nolly, and DeJulius out there running the point, Bearcats looking good from guard play early on. Now we go across the river to NKU, where the Norse opened their season with a 22-point loss to Kent State. Vegas had this as a toss-up game, and things just went flat for NKU at home against a really good team out of the MAC who frankly, might end up being one of the best teams on NKU's schedule when all is said and done. NKU really struggled to shoot the ball, and Marquez Warwick only scored six, and that's just not going to get it done. That's not a recipe for success for the Norse. On the other side, though, Kent State, they had last year's MAC Player of the Year, Sincere Carey, and Carey scored 20 points in that game. NKU rebounded, though, with a nice 40-point win over UC Claremont on Sunday afternoon. That gets them ready for a game against the main UC on Wednesday night. Warwick looked a lot better on Sunday in a get-right game. He had 26. Going up to Dayton, the 24th-ranked Dayton Flyers. They start their season 2-0, began the year with a 73-46 win over 349th-ranked Lindenwood before then beating a much better SMU team, 74-62 to on Friday. 
And to me, the early standout is Deron Holmes. He's 6'10". He is a monster. Had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and 5 blocks against the Mustangs. Down to Lexington we go, where the Wildcats are 2-0. And for as much time as we could spend talking about the potential of this Kentucky team this year, I want to spend some time talking about C.J. Frederick, the local product out of Covenant Catholic. He transferred to UK from Iowa, but he was hurt all of last season, didn't play at all. His ability to space the floor this year will be a very critical part to the Wildcats' success, especially with Severe Wheeler, who can be a turnover problem at times. And, of course, you have Oscar Shibway, who's one of, if not the best players in the country. CJ had 20 points in the season opener, his return from injury, and then he had 14 in the team's second game in their win against Duquesne. Love to see that out of CJ Frederick. Love to see that production and the ability to shoot the ball, picking up where he left off. Some people asked me if I was going to include Louisville in my daily rundown here on this show, and they won't make a regular appearance on the rebound rundown, but they're making an appearance today, and that's because of Wright State. The Raiders go down to Louisville, and they win at the buzzer, 73-72. to Trey Calvin Hits a jumper at the buzzer to cap off the win at the Yum Center. That was after Wright State lost 102-97 in double overtime to Davidson to start the season. Louisville is just in disarray after they got thoroughly beaten in the season opener against Bellarmine, who controlled that one basically from start to finish, 67-66, to the final in that game. Got a little dicey at the end, but if you watch the game, Bellarmine had that one from tip to finish. The Knights earned it. The Cardinals are now 0-2, and they have two losses by a combined two points. Kenny Payne not off to a great start at the helm of the Louisville Cardinals. And then of all the local teams, lastly, it's Miami. The Red Hawks being coached by former Xavier head coach and first-year head coach up at Miami, Travis Steele. They lost their season opener 78-74 to to Evansville. Steele talked post-game about the Red Hawks' defensive issues and that being a point of emphasis going forward. Miami did respond, though, with an 87-44 to win over NAIA school Goshen on Saturday. That'll do it for this first episode of the Rebound Rundown. Thank you so much for listening. We have a packed week this week. Like I said, we're really hitting the ground running. And then we look ahead to next week. Cincinnati goes to Miami for the Maui Invitational. Xavier's in Portland for the PK85. There is so much to talk about. I will have guests all week long on this show. And like I said, I'll be at three games this week myself. There's lots to talk about. So make sure you subscribe, follow along. Have a great Monday, everybody. And I'll talk to you tomorrow.